Hello, everyone. Welcome to BJ Speaks on Everyday Folks Radio, the radio station that provides an opportunity for you, the everyday folks, to have a voice, share your experiences, and share your advice about life, love, and the inevitable. I'm Billy Jones, the author of the Everyday Everyday Folks book series. And for the past 12 years, I've had the best opportunity of meeting some of the most phenomenal people from around the world. People with amazing stories and interests, people who've endured obstacles in their lives, people who are real and not afraid to share their truth and live in it. And for the past, for the next 30 minutes, this is my opportunity to speak to you, America, and to some of those amazing individuals to share their stories and interests. Now, before we get started, allow me to share with you the platform of how this show works. Truly, the script for it is pretty simple. If at any time you'd like to call in and share your experiences or advice, or just to speak and say hello, there are several means in which you can do so. One, you can call in at our call-in number at 347-539-5372. I'll give you that number one more time, 347-539-5372. You can also listen live online from your mobile devices or your computers by clicking billypauljones.com. Type that into your blog and and visit my author webpage. And then you can click the menu for the blog and you'll see a direct link. Above all, I thank you and here goes the show. For the past year, 2015 has been an amazing year for me. Why? Because number one, I've had an opportunity to reflect in where I'm at and who I am and what I'd like to do as far as my contribution to the rest of the world. And so over the past 12 months, I've been spending much time reading, writing, and reflecting. And above all, meeting some phenomenal people. Out of the the journey, the research, the listening, I've had an opportunity to come across some amazing people. People I never thought existed and who above all taught me a few things about life. And so before I get started, I'd like to share with you a couple pieces that I've written that relate to that. The first work that I'm going to read to you now is actually a poem that is to be debuted in my next book, which is released later this year, Everyday Folks, Volume 2. And I've, I have to share that this book, I really felt, feel that I, it connects more with me because I myself feel that I'm in a different space and a different time. And as a result, what I've experienced or what I've experienced through others is carried truthfully in my writing. So here's a poem that I like to read to you. And it actually talks about one of our, our, our topics for the day, which is life and also a bit about love. The poem is titled Troubles. And here it goes. Troubles are like nagging people. They sit in your house of a mind and wear out their welcome. And they're so freaking noisy. They chatter about everything that you despise or dislike. Troubles are unwelcome company. Find a way to get them out. Troubles can be costly. They're the guests who eat up everything in the fridge and they contribute absolutely nothing. They want what they want and get what they get, leaving you to deal with the bill. And troubles are no strangers. They mask themselves in familiar muse and pretend that they're there for you. In actuality, troubles are so self-absorbed, don't think that you're on your agenda. 
They've already created one of their own. Troubles. Unwelcome company. Find a way to get them out. One of the one of the protagonists of my upcoming one of the stories in my next book. I won't say the name because I want you to read it. <laughs> but one of the protagonists of the story is a young man who endures a great deal. And this is the first topic of discussion today, which is life and that element of love. That four-letter word life is so powerful. And if we're not careful, life can do two things to you. It can either give you the rewards, it can give you the gifts and the joy that you, you seek, or it can be destructive, and it could be a hell on earth. And in this story that I wrote, this one speaker, and I will maintain the anonymity of the, of the actual originator, but this one person was quite troubled with the challenges in his life. And he went on this entire journey, listening and searching, searching for a parent he never knew, a biological parent he never knew, searching for a truth, getting in and out of not one, but two marriages that were unstable and unhealthy. And above all, desiring so much out of work life, but work never provided what it wanted. This is an educated man. He's well-schooled in every grace, but yet unfulfilled. And the one thing that many of the writers, many of my, my fans rather, they, when they call, they contact me, they often tell me this, that in truth, speakers of truth and speakers of real life, they're not afraid to live in it. And sometimes in life, we have to put that mirror in front of us and say to ourselves, this is what I see. And I have to accept what I can with what I have. It doesn't mean that you're settling. It means that you're arriving at your moment of truth. And throughout this entire story, this story goes on an incredible journey where this young man finally dis discovers himself. At the age of 38, he finally discovers who he is and what he wants to achieve. That, of course, you'll have to read in the story. But the one thing I learned from him after interviewing him was this, that if we spend our entire lives living in the operative winds, we could always say that we'll be happier when, that subordinating conjunction when, when things are a lot better. And I realized that through his story that if we decide to do that, and if we decide to project our, our joys and our happiness for tomorrow, how can we live in our today and plan for a future? And so I urge you, share with us your I urge you to share with me rather your stories there's so much to life to explore over the next few months I have to share this not only am I doing the finishing touches on everyday folks but there are a couple other works that I'm working on and they're really exciting times in my life for the past 12 years for fans around the globe I have fans who've been contacting me from London and as well as from Australia who've emailed me and they discovered me as you can imagine, in this new technology age, we have to do our work and we need to use social media. It's, it's our friend. It's not our foe. It's our friend to get the message out. And so for the past month, year, I've been using this time to get acclimated with how this stuff works and also bringing it to, to my publishing industry and to my artistic expression. And so this is what we have, folks, which is BJ Speaks and Everyday Folks, the blog radio. I'm not the only show that you'll be hearing over the weeks to come. There'll be other shows as well that will talk about a number of topics, such as music, such as art, such as politics. As you can imagine, this is an election year, a national election year, and I'd be remiss if we didn't cover that topic. But these topics are not topics generated by me. 
They're generated by you folks, the common everyday folks who I enjoy reading and writing about across the world. And so over the next few years, I, I project this out in terms of my future works. Certainly there's more to come with everyday folks. Um, several of my fans have asked um, recently, what am I doing? Am I only going to stick to everyday folks? In truth, the, everyday folks is my baby, and I'm going to stick with it through and through. I enjoy it, and I find a, a, a home in it. But also, there's some other things that I've been doing and that I will be doing. First, in terms of the been doing, I've been actively um, pursue, uh, writing and publishing the academic, uh, academic area. So I have a couple textbooks, one of which is out currently. So I'm very excited about that. And then secondly, as much as I enjoy teaching um, English composition, and, and even more so love teaching English literature by my full-time profession, I am a college English professor. The one thing that I enjoy reading and teaching is poetry. However, writing it, I like it. I don't necessarily love it. And I'm finding recently in this new adventure that I'm actually enjoying it very much. So coming in the next two years, hopefully for a debut by 2017, is a poetry book. The title we're still playing, about, playing on. But the poetry book itself will focus on the various historic sites of South Florida. For those of you who are unaware, I'm a Miami native and I love my city. There are times I get tired of it, but there are many more times when I enjoy it. And in fact, Everyday Folks, Volume 1, it focuses on people who live in Miami and go through everyday stuff. But this time I'm, I'm branching out a little bit more, although I'm still keeping to my home roots. And I decided to focus not only on Miami, but across the, the nation, America in, in general. And this, but in the poetry book, in the South Florida stops, there are so many places here in, in Miami. I've been here 41 years. And these places are amazing. They have great history and great figures who contributed not only to local history, but national and in even some cases, international history. And so I'd like to pay homage to these individuals by writing in prose, the stories, the histories, and giving the voices to the amazing individuals. I'll give you an example. Recently, I've been working and, and sifting through the records of the Deering Estate. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Deering Estate here in Miami, but I'll share what it is. The Deering Estate is an amazing place where John Deering and his lovely wife, they were pioneers. We're talking a, a, a very evolving and changing and also very rural Miami, Florida, but it wasn't commonly known or respected for what it is today because it was still unexplored in terms of modern um, impact on the, on the area. And so right on the, the Bay Area of the city, John Deering and his wife built an, a, mass, a massive estate. And this estate to this day is a historic site and it can be toured. And there are many events that are hosted there weekly at the estate. Also, in addition to that, it still has, believe it or not, on the estate, an Indian burial ground still there on the places. So you can imagine during Halloween time or other thematic times of the year, how what, what themes or activities could take place around that. But the point here is this, John Deere had a vision and he saw a, a future Miami that we now and that I, I especially live today. And so most certainly I like to bring his story through. His brother, many are unaware of this, but his brother actually built Vizcaya. The Vizcaya Palace, um, which is another historic site and a very lavish edifice here in Miami, 
it too will be featured in this poetry work. So these, this, this exploration, it may not seem much to many, but it's special to me. And I think that there are many people, and I can say this as a native, and I know quite a few natives, in fact, in, fact, in Miami, that is, who are unaware of the, the treasures that are right in their own backyards. And so this is an opportunity to get people out and exploring their place. In fact, that's my next piece to you in terms of love. Not just love in terms of relationship, but loving your community and wanting to make a difference in it. Whatever you do and whatever station you're in, this is a great opportunity. It's always, there's always a great opportunity, rather, for you to get back to where you live. And so get out and explore, regardless where you're living and staying, and, and see what you can do to contribute. Next, I think this, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the inevitable aspects of life. We know that what lives must die. And the cycle of life is so precious, so why not enjoy it? And so over the, over the about six weeks, past six weeks, I've been having the most interesting conversation with an amazing woman. And this woman, whose, of course, identity re remain anonymous, she has shared with me something that was so true to her. She is a mother of four. She has, she's never graduated from high school. She never even attended college, of course. But she's been in and out of marriages, but yet she's still happy. And she told me in her story, of which I'm working on presently, she said, you know, I wallow in these things called regret. And I said, well, why do you, you wallow in regret? And she said, here it is. I look at all that's about me. And yes, we're always told to count our blessings and to be grateful for what we have. But at the end of the day, it's still not going to fix what I did yet. And so I, I thought for a moment, I said, hmm, that's, that's kind of true. If we try to gloss over and be optimistic all the time, there's a moment when reality has to slap us in the face and make us think twice. And so as she began to tell her story, she began to unweave a, a, a story of, of, of hurt, but also a story of endurance, that in the midst of all this, this amazing woman who had a husband who left her, cheated on her and left, she was able to raise these four children to be prominent, successful professionals in each of them in the various industries of his or her life. And I, I said to her at the end of the day, it, that in itself is, is a gift. That is something to joy. And she said, yes, it is. But she said at this time in her life, they all live in four different states. None of them live locally. And she says, if I want to see them, I have to get on a plane. And the joy that I, the one thing I regret is not being able to be near them in order to enjoy them because I'm in this golden season of my life. And she says, does it mean that I'm depressed? what she speaks in her truth. And I had to acknowledge and say, you know what? Thank you for sharing that. So I took elements of this phenomenal woman's story and I actually intertwined them into another storyline. And so you'll definitely check out Everyday Folks Volume 2 when it's released later this fall um, in, in November 2016. A great opportunity for you to check it out and to see, want, want to share this, and that is this. All the stories are not negative. <laughs> They're actually quite funny ones as well. And so in, our next, in, the, in the next piece, in the next storyline that I, that I have, I'll, I'll give a little hook in this regard. One of my favorite people in the world, and I have many favorite people, but I just won't name them on air. <laughs> but one of my most favorite people in the world, she shared something that was kind of funny. She got angry at her. She got very upset with her significant other. And they got into an argument and she told me, Billy, they should never have said, he, ne he should have never said what he said. And 
she proceeded to do what many of us would want to do in the moment of anger or frustration. She actually acted on it, and it made for the most memorable short story I've written in a very long time. And it's titled A Woman's Revenge. And I said, <laughs> after she told me the story, keep in mind that she's telling me the story, I'm, I'm sleeping, or napping rather, across the couch in my living room. And when she got to the gritty part, the climactic moment, I bolted up. And I thought to myself, what on earth would possess a person, not just a woman, an individual, to go to the point of no return? And I thought then, realized, we're no different than any other animal in the animal species. When our backs are to the wall and we're filled with rage or frustration, we will do what we can to defend ourselves in order to make ourselves get out. And so in that moment, it may sound dark, but I, I promise you it's very funny, actually. When she told me what she had done to her husband, I thought to myself, my goodness, you should have been in jail. <laughs> but at the end, she stayed very true to herself, and she was very calm in her responses to my questions. And my friends prompted me to write A Woman's Revenge. Each day as we go through life, I want to share this with you. Each day as we go through life, take a moment to learn something about where you're at and who you are. And you should always have checks and balances. In Everyday Folks Volume 1, I didn't put anything about me in that book. In this next book, Everyday Folks Volume 2, I got the chance to share what I've not just experienced, because we could always write about our experiences, but I think what I've gained as a learning, as my learning through life, I feel that I'm a life learner. And in that regard, I want to do what I can to make a difference in that. And so if anything, Everyday Folks Volume 2, it's been quite therapeutic for me because it's allowed me to reintroduce myself to the writing industry from a creative standpoint, but it also allows me to just connect with people and listen, be a really good listener. So coming on, uh, coming on in just a few seconds, uh, I have a couple of individuals who like to speak to us, speak to speak to you, America, about what's going on in their lives. One person who I, I, I have to bring on, on air, it's one of my dearest friends. You may have heard her a year ago when we were doing the pilots for this show, for Any Folks Radio. Her name is Kip. And Kip is doing some great stuff. So let's see if we can bring her on air in just a second. Kip, are you online? Hello? 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 We're having a slight technical difficulty. Let's see if we can bring you in once more. Hello? Okay, unfortunately, I'm unable to bring it. I'm unable to bring her on at the moment. But nonetheless, if you'd like to call into the show, you're always welcome to do so. I'll give you the call line once again. It's 347-539-5372. excuse me. 347-539-5372. Let's see if we can bring another caller online on air. Hello? Hello, Dr. Jones? Is this Kip Johnson? Hey, Doc. This is Kip. How are you? <laughs> I am well. How are you today? It is great I'm to good. hear from you. You know, you're on live here on, on, on BJ Speaks, and it's funny. I 
suddenly was speaking about you and, and, and speaking about some of the things that you were working on and, and giving a hint as, as to where things are in terms of you. So recently, I know you've been very busy. You've made some geographic location, location changes. So what's been happening uh-huh. in Kip's world? <laughs> what's been happening in Kip's world? Uh, well, first of all, let me say hello, good afternoon to you and to everybody that's listening. Um, I appreciate you, you know, allowing me to, to call in and have a minute to speak with you. I do apologize for uh, for the delay um, uh, in time. Um, but Kip is doing fine. Um, I did relocate from sunny South Florida to a nice, quaint um, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and things are, uh, are moving a bit slower here, and that's what I wanted. So it's it's nice. Um, currently, right now, I'm just working on um, black tongue clothing. Um, black tongue clothing. We create T-shirts um, that basically question your commitment to the survival of black culture. That's the purpose. You know, okay. of, uh, of, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say that's the purpose of black tongue clothing. Go right ahead. Well, the reason the the one question that that several folks who I know have about your work is. You've already given us a description of what black tongue is, and I recall over a year ago you've been you've been you've been envisioning this for more than two or three years, but you brought it to fruition within the past eighteen months plus. And so, how can we? And I, I share this especially as an author, also as an individual who is fascinated with um, artists, because I consider you you not only a businesswoman but an artist too. How what what can we do to support you? Um, well, basically what I'm doing is, is not just to, to make money and to sell T-shirts. Anybody can do that. What I'm really trying to do is create a movement um, to get people to think, to get people to think um, and support each other, uh, especially in, in, in our culture. Um, I think that there, we have a lot of issues. You know mm-hmm. um, that that go on in in the black community and in our culture. Not to say that that everything is bad. It's not. I love being black, um, and I love our life that we have and the things that we've mm-hmm. done and and the strides that we've made in this country. But there are a lot of things that we need to do um, individually and collectively. But I think that we, in order before we can do anything collectively, we need to work on ourselves individually. And um, my hope in um, doing this project is, like I said, for people to think. And it's not just for them to think about where they stand and how they are helping or hindering um, their own community, but but how are they helping or hindering themselves as well? Because if you can't go out and help anybody if you're not well yourself. So make Very sure true. that, you know, you work on you, you know, love you. And, and I, what I'm saying applies to myself as well. You know, I don't exclude myself from anything, you know, that I'm saying. But um, but that's, that's like I said, that's basically the, the, the premise of, of what I'm doing, you know, with Black Tongue. And the best way to, to support it is to, um, you know, visit my website, which is a work in progress right now, but it will be on blacktongueclothing.com um, and support my, my work uh, and what I do. Buy shirts, you know, what, what you like. Um, buy it for yourself. Buy it as a gift. For somebody else, and like I said, it's just basically for you to um, um, support each other, and and it will help create dialogue for the things that we need to do um, from this point forward. Thank you so much, Kip. And and folks, you've heard her. Kip is Kip and Black Tongue Clothing is the place to be. In fact, after this this segment this week, we're going to be posting a link, Kip, of your business on our on our pages not only here on Blog Talk Radio, 
but as well as on, on my author page to help push out and to show support. And we're going to push it through our media sources, too, to get people to recognize the great work that you're doing and to support the cause and the message. You no, know, thank you so thank much you. for tuning in at this time. And I want to share, folks, Kip and BJ's show will be coming back. <laughs> when we get together, we are we are deadly. <laughs> we're a great combination, but we really do speak our truth. And Kip, I'd love to have you come back within the next month to do so. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You have a great day, okay? Thank you. You do the same. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. 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 Who am I speaking with? How are you? I'm well. Who is this? This is Justin. <laughs> Justin, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Dr. Jones? I am very well. I, I have to share folks, share with folks who you are and, and your connection to me. So, folks, yes. this is Justin. Justin is a Miami native like me who, in, in an, an educator as well. He is an amazing man who has a good three-plus decades of experience with living in South Florida, but also someone who is just in, engaged in learning so much about his own life. You know, Justin, I, I do have a question for you since I do have you on the air, and I do know you, so yes. I hope you're, you're comfortable with me going here. <laughs> I <laughs> promise to be delicate. <laughs> Okay. But this next year, you know, in Everyday Folks Volume 2, some of the characters, whenever I'm writing, I think of you sometimes, and I also think of your lovely uh, fiancé, Cynthia, because I feel mm. that you two, you two represent, you living in your truth, and you're both just great people, and you're inspiring other people in your community. And my question to you is, what is your philosophy on life? I mean, how do you keep all this going? Because, of course, every day isn't a walk in the park or a garden of roses. So what's your what's your your mechanism, your coping mechanism with life? Well, honestly, with me being heavily involved in church, mm -hmm. a lot of prayer. You know, okay. because there are you know there are days where you're not gonna expect what's gonna come next. Some True. days are gonna be great. Some days are gonna be not so great. But you have to find something positive, some something good about life. It could be mm -hmm. someone close to you. It could be someone. It could be your own, and use that as a force of positive thinking and moving. And you know, with 2016, you know, right now, you know, it's so much going on in my life as well as my fiance's life. And you know, we just hope for bigger and better things this year compared to last year. You know, and being that it's January. This month is already going to be a challenge for us, you know, because mm -hmm. we have to sit down, prepare for our wedding and things like that. And, you know, we talked about it and we said, you know, we just have to move forward, you know, and, and just realize that this next chapter is going to be challenging. But we're up mm -hmm. for the challenge, and we're looking forward to starting this new journey of our lives together. I have to share, Justin, that was so, number one, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for allowing me to pry so deeply to where you're at. And what you said is very true. So often we, the, when we think of a new year, the year is so exciting and we're all, we're enraptured by it. But also too, there is the challenge because at the end of the day, we still got to live. We still have to work and we all have aspirations of other things too. And it's really nice to know that you're staying grounded with, within what you're faced and what you're doing in order to do that. 
And I'll share that research has shown that individuals who are more bound to a particular belief system or faith, they have less issues with depression. They have less issues with, with challenges of inter, interacting with others, social, um, building social support systems in their lives. So I'm really great to hear that you're, you're making things happen for yourself in that regard. And I say great. All best wishes. You know I'll be at the wedding. <laughs> yes. I'll we will definitely be there to support you. And I wish you all the best. And thanks for listening to DJ Speaks on Everyday Folks Radio. Want to have you back in the, sometime in the future to speak more, okay? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So, folks, as we're coming down to our 90-second countdown, <laughs> I'd like to share this with you. Justin, who just called in, a dear friend of mine, he he, he reminded me of a poem that I actually am speaking, that I wrote of, of, of seven years ago, actually, and it's titled Philosophy. And so as we come down to the last hour, of the, sh- the last minute of the show, I'd like to read it to you and to get your 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 feedback. What is my philosophy? Be happy right now. Not tomorrow, not next year, but today somehow. We constantly function with the operative win, but isn't dreaming win a sin? We say we'll be happy when we get married, happy when we get divorced, happy when we graduate or choose some other course. We'll be happy when we're out of debt, happy when there's no sorrow, but it's so sad when we haven't accomplished the wins of tomorrow. Be happy where you are. Don't fret or pout about it. Happiness is today, and you shouldn't ever doubt it. I'd like to thank you for listening in on BJ Speaks. Tune in the the first Sunday of each month for other shows. And thank you for being everyday folks. Take care of yourselves.